to glory land It won't be long Until I take the hand Of Jesus Christ With a great big smile We'll sit right down Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Until I see the man, the Prince of Peace. You God's children this morning? Amen. Praise God. Let us turn in our Bible this morning. Everyone, I'd like for you to, if you would, pick up a Bible off the back of the pew if you didn't bring a Bible. In the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 10. For those of you that were here two or three weeks ago, we began a message called How to Recognize Strongholds. And then I was to finish it up the following week, but I got called out on other things, praise God. So I didn't get to finish the message. So this morning, what we're going to be doing is reviewing the first part of the message from how to recognize strongholds. So if it seems like I'm going through a lot of material this morning, rather quickly, I believe most of you were here for that message, right? Praise God. Raise your hand if you were here. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 4. Verse number 4. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Our weapons aren't carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. If we would, I'd like for you to constantly keep your eye on the overhead projector for about the next 25 or 30 minutes because I'm going to be teaching also by illustration. And we have found out in our first message on how to recognize strongholds that a stronghold is a satanic power base. It's a military operation or headquarters that Satan has set up in your life. Satan tries to set up strongholds so that he can destroy our lives. And it's a powerful force that he sets up there that keeps a hold of you and you keep trying to confess it and confess it and confess it and get rid of it, but it's still there. You know what I'm talking about this morning. It's a hole that Satan has upon your life. It's an area of weakness in our life that we have not totally submitted to God yet. It's a stronghold. Now next here on the overhead... Let's ask ourselves the question, what is the primary way that Satan tries to get a hold of you? And we'd have to say that it's in our mind, that he tries to get in there and plant seeds of thoughts in our mind or in our thought life that grabs us and gets us thinking about a certain thing, and before we know it, knowing it, we're doing it. Amen? And that's what we're talking about here on the overhead today. 
We have about five senses, five physical senses, our seeing, our smelling, our tasting, our touching, and our hearing. Things we see all of a sudden click on a thought, and all of a sudden we go and do it. Our thought life is where the battle begins. Satan puts a barb in there, and there the battle begins. And most Christians today, you and me, we don't guard over our thought life the way we should. Can you admit that this morning? We have work to do in the areas of our thought life. We need to guard over areas of our thought life. Satan comes in and gets a hold of us in a particular area of our thought life, and the battle begins. Next on the overhead projector, in reviewing how to recognize strongholds, what's the reason for Satan setting up strongholds? The first reason is to divide your mind. He tries to divide your mind. James 1.8 says that a double-minded man or a man with a divided mind is unstable in all his ways. Now let me ask you the question. Have you ever, ever been tossed to and fro from doing one thing to the other and back to the other and back to the other? Well, Satan tries to come in and divide your mind. One time you're serving God and the next minute you're falling to this stronghold, this old habit that's in your life. Well, that's his reason for setting up strongholds. He tries to divide your mind. For instance, he'll try to put fear in your mind. And if you have fear in your mind, you don't have faith. So there you are tossed between fear and faith. Doubt and faith. He tries to divide your mind. And the next reason, uh, he tries to come in and bring condemnation upon you. He tries to come in and judge you and make you feel unworthy in areas of your life. Satan loves to come in and condemn us because if he can come in and condemn you and make you feel unworthy and all weak and like you're a namby-pamby little no good barely saved person, brother, he's got you. He's robbed you of your faith. Do you know what I'm talking about? In other words, he tries to put fear and guilt and inferiority upon your life. You know, God does not condemn you. He is not a judging God right now. He is a graceful God. Now one day God is going to judge the sinner. And he's going to judge the Christian's work. But Satan's business right now is to make you feel inferior and weak and rob you of your faith. Next here, in our review on how to recognize strongholds, we see that strongholds develop in two ways. The first way that strongholds develop is involuntary, something that has been pre-programmed into our life. It's a result maybe from our childhood. Can you look back in your childhood and can you remember when your mother or your dad or someone in your life told you that you would never amount to anything, that you wasn't going to be any good, that if you didn't straighten up, you were going to end up in prison? So you got all these bad thoughts put in your mind and pretty soon you said, well, if that's the way it's going to be, I might as well go ahead and do it. In other words, your parents and people in your 
past. Begin to pre-program different kinds of things in your mind to make you think the way you think right now. And the next is voluntary. Something we have established ourselves. You know, we can't put all the responsibility on the way our parents raised us, can we? When we get to accountability, then we got to begin to choose ourselves, And we got to decide to yield to God or yield to Satan. Those are two ways that you decide. And when we continue to yield ourselves to different habits and different things in life, pretty soon it begins so to be so strong in our life, it gets a grip on us and we have a hard time getting away from it. In other words, the voluntary things that we yield ourselves to get a hold of us and begin to raise up a stronghold. Areas that we have yielded to Satan ourselves over and over and over. So they're set up in two ways. Next here, we see that the steps to setting up a stronghold are these. First, the thought comes in. It always begins with a thought. Maybe Satan will say, wouldn't it be so nice to go over and smoke a joint with the homeboys? And all of a sudden you say, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Wouldn't it be nice to go do this? And that thought comes in there. And pretty soon you begin to consider it, consider it, and you begin to entertain that thought. And the more you entertain it, and the more you entertain it, the more you entertain it, pretty soon you can see yourself doing it and you go do it. Or you think something so wrong and so long about a certain thing that you begin to form an attitude in your mind. And that attitude begins to form to where you begin to go out and act out that attitude that you have formed from a thought. It all begins with one little simple thought. And then you begin to go out and act it out. And pretty soon you don't only begin to act out that thought, but it begins a habit and you just begin to do it over and over and over and over and over, just like clockwork. And then pretty soon it becomes a stronghold and they all begin with a thought. It all begins with a simple little thought. You know, us as parents, if we can look at our life just for a second, we have a responsibility to watch over our children. And we have a responsibility to watch over the words that we put on our children because we form those children. Did you know that? By our words and by what we do with those children. But our responsibility as Christian parents is to begin to keep Satan off of their back and begin to speak good things about our children. Begin to speak the Word of God and love over our children so that these strongholds won't be set up in their life. Amen? Now remember, every single thought that comes to you, it carries the potential of becoming a stronghold in your life. It moves from stronghold, um, from thought to entertainment to attitude to action to habit and then a stronghold. You know, strongholds can begin to ruin your Christian testimony. Did you know that? It can ruin your Christian testimony if someone constantly sees a stronghold operating in your life. It will limit you and you will become useless in the kingdom of God. So therefore, we as Christian brothers, we need to watch over our thought life. We need to begin to watch over what we allow ourselves to think. Many things come to us that need to just pass right through our mind. I mean, when we think it, we need to just let it go right on. You know what I'm talking about? 
But many things come through our mind that we should let go right on through, but we don't let it go right on through. We sit there and begin to entertain it and think it over and over and over, and pretty soon it begins to form a root in us. And we get to thinking that old thing, and we entertain it, and it begins to grow inside of us until it becomes an attitude. We have this type of attitude against this person. And then this attitude begins to take root and we begin to treat that person bad every time we see him. And then that action begins to form a habit and then your personality begins to take on a stronghold and you have something that is gripping you that is hard to get rid of. It's become a habit in your life. And before you know it, a stronghold has been set up from one little thought. See how important it is to watch over our thought life. Now next here today, we'll start something new. We need to begin to see how to detect strongholds in your life. We have areas in our life that we have resisted Satan and we have overcome those areas. Maybe they're big areas. Say, for instance, if you're a murderer, I think you've probably overcome it by now. You're not going to go out and murder anybody else. Amen? You've overcome that. Well, it's been proven that the recidivism rate of murderers are, are very low. Amen? That's a big thing. Amen? But how about those little things, those little areas of our life that we notice that we still have a battle in? Now, trying to recognize these strongholds, think for a second. Do you find things in your life that you keep battling with? Over and over and over and over, you keep battling with this thing that grips you every now and then that you don't get victory over. If you see those kind of things that you're constantly battling with, that you're constantly confessing, things that you just keep confessing over and over and over and over, if you see those kind of things operating in your life, things that you keep pleading with God, God, deliver me from this thing. I don't want to do it anymore. Brother, that's a stronghold. You keep confessing it. You keep pleading to God over and over. You know, these aren't just acts of sin. These are strongholds in your life. They're areas of weakness, areas where you are doing things to the excess that you shouldn't be doing anymore. I've got some of them pointed out on the overhead here today. Maybe pleasure. What kind of pleasure? Maybe that becomes a stronghold in your life. Maybe too much TV can become a stronghold in your life. Overeating. Maybe that's a stronghold in your life. Drugs and drinking. Maybe that has become a weakness or a stronghold in your life. Worry and lust and anger and excess and impatience. Do you have problems with any of those this morning? Or any of those strongholds on your life that you need to begin to get rid of? Now today we're going to learn how to get rid of them. You know, when you come to God with these things that I've just listed here, God forgives those things. He forgives them. You confess them and he forgives them. But brother, it's not good enough just to confess them and let him forgive them. Yes, we got to do that, but we got to do something else too. We got to get to work on them. How many of you have got strongholds in your life that 
Every day you confess them over and over and you just keep on doing them, keep on doing them, keep on doing them, keep on doing them, keep on doing them. Well, is that confession getting rid of them? No. It gets them forgiven, but it don't get rid of them. Yes, God forgives sin and he forgets it even happened. But here are you picking it up again and doing it again. What do you got to do to get rid of these strongholds? You know, the thing about it is these strongholds, they disturb the heart of God. They steal the joy of the believer. They grieve not only you, but they grieve God. These strongholds do. So you can see that there's areas in our life that we have satanic strongholds in that we need to begin to work on to get rid of. And it takes work, my brothers. Now here's the big question next on the overhead projection. How do we get rid of these strongholds? How do we get rid of them? You know, I'm glad that I'm bringing out so much to you at one time today so you can see this entire message, so that you can see how to recognize it and so you can see how to get rid of it. And brother, I'm telling you how to get rid of it today and it's no way that you have not heard before. You know, Jesus said, as many as hear my word, he says, all people have ears, but he said, he who has ears, let him hear. In other words, all of us can hear with our ears, but how many of us hear the word of God? See, hearing and obeying and believing is all tied up in the same Hebrew and Greek word. If you really hear something, You'll go out and obey it and do it. This message that I'm ministering to you this morning is not going to be worth a nickel to you if you don't go out and do these simple things. These simple things have been told to you over and over and over, if not by me, by every preacher that gets behind the pulpit. Tape after tape, book after book I read, tell me how to get rid of these strongholds. And the Bible is the answer. In the book of 2 Corinthians 10, the same chapter that we were in, it says in 10.5, cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We got to bring our thoughts into obedience to Christ. Amen. We got to cast down the imagination and the thoughts that come against us that aren't of God and bring our thoughts into obedience to Jesus Christ. Now that's simple, isn't it? It's simpler said than done. Amen? In other words, we have to take every thought captive. We have to lock up every thought that's not of God. Cast that thing out of our life and begin to think obedient thoughts of Christ. Now, here are six things that I put on the overhead projector that must happen before you can cast down and pull down these strongholds. Number one is you must be a Christian. When you pray, identify yourself as a member of the body of Christ. You're a Christian, amen? Say, I'm a Christian. Identify yourself as being under the blood of Jesus of Nazareth. I'm a Christian. 
tell yourself, you're a Christian and I'll act like a Christian. Amen? You got to be a Christian. Next, identify the stronghold. Now, you notice on the overhead, I put up there, you must be a Christian. You must identify. You must renounce. You must submit. You must resist. You must believe. Well, the Bible is a book of do's and don'ts, I tell you. That's what I heard all my childhood, and that's why I didn't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I tell you what, when I became a man, I began to say, I need some do's and don'ts. Amen? And this is what I must do. I must identify what the stronghold is. Recognize it. Recognize what your stronghold is. Call it by its name. If it's lust, say lust in the name of Jesus. Call that lust for what it is. You know, in Mark 4, 9, when the demonic man came to Jesus the one that was cutting himself in chains and everything, Jesus says, what is your name? And he said, my name is Legion. Jesus wanted to know the name of that demon. Now, I'm not saying you're demon-possessed this morning, but many of us are demon-influenced. We allow demons to influence us. We need to call it by name, and if there's more than one stronghold in your life, call it by name. Some strongholds I didn't even list up there this morning. They're too touchy. Call them by name. Call those strongholds by name. And then begin to renounce it. Renounce your connection with the stronghold. In other words, trace the source of it and confess it as sin. Renounce it and confess it as sin. You have to do this. That word renounce means to give up, refuse, or resign by formal declaration. Resign by formal declaration. You know, when I pray for someone at the altar, and when you pray for someone, I can sit there and pray for you and try to cast that thing out of you all day long, but if you don't renounce it yourself, it's not going to do me any good over you. A choice of will by you. You have to renounce this thing. You have to resign it by formal declaration. Refuse to follow it, obey it, and recognize it any further. Denounce it from your life. Number four is submit yourself to God. James in James 4, 7 says, Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You know, it's before resisting the devil, one thing that we sometimes forget is it says we have to submit to God. We have to submit every area of our life to God. I looked up that word submit this morning in my cell in the Webster's Dictionary, and it says to withstand the force, to fight against, or to oppose. The word resist means that. I think I said submit. The word resist. We have to submit and resist. The word submit means to yield or to surrender. 
So what we have to do is submit, yield, and surrender to God and then resist and oppose the devil. And you know, the only way that we can resist and oppose the devil is to submit to God. If we hadn't got God's power, we can resist all day. Amen. Laying up watching TV, man, really submitted to God. And all of a sudden, the demon hits you up beside the head and you don't have any power. Amen. But if you cut off the TV real quick and say, Demon, I'm going to submit to God right now in the name of Jesus. You're not going to get me. Get into the Word of God. Study for the next 30 minutes. Amen. In the Word of God. Get into the Word of God. That thing keeps coming against you. Submit to God. Submit to God. Submit to God. Submit to God. Then you'll have power to resist the devil. And you know what it says? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, ye double-minded. Amen. That's what it says. Then you'll have the power to cleanse your hands and to resist the devil and not be double-minded. You know when you're double-minded and all of a sudden that thought comes and you have the opportunity to think it more than you think that thing of God. And then all of a sudden you say, well, I should be thinking about God. Well, no, I'll think about this. You choose to think about it. So you're there floating in between again. Submitting to God and resisting the devil. And then lastly, believe that it is done. Believe that it is done. Brother, if you know that you're a Christian, if you know you're a son of God, if you know that you are made the righteousness of God in Christ, if you know you're a new creation... And you're walking as a Christian, identifying that stronghold in the name of Jesus. You're renouncing any connection with that stronghold. You're submitting yourself to God, resisting the devil. Then you can believe that it is gone. Amen. In Mark eleven twenty four, it says, if you shall say unto that mountain... The mountain is the stronghold, my brother. It's not talking about this mountain out here beside the prison. It's talking about that mountain in your life, that stronghold in your life. If you shall say to that mountain, be thou removed mountain, name the mountain, and cast into the sea. If you shall say unto that mountain, say mountain, be removed in the name of Jesus, and cast into the sea. And then it says, and shall not doubt in your heart but shall believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say. See, a lot of us aren't saying. When that demonic stronghold comes upon you and tries to grip you with lust, overeating, whatever it is, my brother, you got to begin to stand as a Christian, identify that stronghold for what it is that it's trying to destroy you, and then begin to renounce it, submit to God, resist the devil. That devil will flee from you because you're standing there believing that whatsoever you say shall come to pass. Amen? Because you know when you give into it, you know what you do? You sit back and say, oh, it sure would be good to do that. Oh, that would sure feel good. And you just begin to go in the other direction. I tell you what, you're sure not saying the word of God when you're going in the direction of that stronghold. Amen. If you'll just stop, submit yourself to God. And then lastly this morning, we read in this scripture this morning, it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Amen. The weapons of our warfare 
are not carnal but mighty through God. What are our weapons against the devil? The number one weapon is the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. The devil comes at you with his word. You put God's word on him. In the book of Hebrews, it tells us that the word of God is quick. It's sharp. It's alive. It's powerful. And it's sharper than any double-edged sword. Amen. It's able to divide as under of soul and spirit. And it's able to discern the thought and the, and the intent of the heart. The Word of God. When Satan comes in with his Word, put the devil to flight with God's Word. Use the sword of the Spirit. When Satan comes in with a lie, you put the truth on him. Amen? He'll always come to you with a lie. He'll make it sound so good because he comes as the angel of light. He'll make it sound so tempting, but it still won't be truth. It'll be a lie. You have to put the truth on him. I like this scripture here. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. You know what scripture that is? That's 2 Corinthians 10.4. You know, when I think about that 10.4, I remember the old highway patrol show. Remember that? The guy in the old Cadillac or whatever kind of car that is he'd get the word from headquarters, the authority, and what would he say? He'd say 10-4. He'd say 10-4, wouldn't he? I tell you what you should be doing. You got the word of God from headquarters, my brother. And when that old devil comes, you should say 10-4, over and out. Amen? 10-4, over and out. You got the word of God. That's right. The next thing you have, you have the name of Jesus. Mark 16, 17, that says, In the name of Jesus you shall cast out devils. That's demon spirits. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus is everything that that name has ever represented. And that name of Jesus represents the death, the burial, and the resurrection, and the defeat of Satan. And he knows it. You have the name of Jesus. Thirdly, you have the blood of Jesus. In Revelation 12, 11, it says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. You know what that means? Testifying out loud and saying what the blood of Jesus Christ does to the devil. They overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. The blood of Jesus overcomes every demonic spirit. Fourthly, the Holy Ghost is a weapon. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. Amen. The Holy Ghost lives inside of you. And you don't have to yield to any demonic spirit that's coming at you. You've got the power of God in you. Fifth, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself built up in the most holy faith. Glory to God. Praying with your resurrected victory in mind. Jude 20. Says you build up yourself in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Keep yourself built up in prayer in the most holy faith, my brother. And when that devil comes, you'll faith him right away. Amen. Sixth is praise. Psalms 8.2 says that praise steals the enemy. Brother, you can't be praising that stronghold and praising that demonic thought and praising God at the same time. 
You ever tried praising two things at once? You got to let one down to praise the other. Well, that's what wavering is. If you're praising God, when that devil comes and tries to get you to praise him and give him your attention, you don't do it. Praise, Psalms 8, 2, steals the enemy. All the way through the Old Testament, God said, just praise me. Just praise me. Just praise me. I'll take care of the enemy. Hallelujah. Just submit yourself to God. Lastly, put on the full armor of God. You know what the full armor of God is, don't you? The full armor of God. Your helmet of salvation. Knowing that you're saved in the name of Jesus. Amen? Your breastplate of righteousness and right standing with God. Glory to God. That's Jesus Christ. Amen? Next is your shield of what? Shield of faith in Jesus Christ and the defeat of Satan. Your loins girded about with truth. Not the lie, but the truth is Jesus Christ. Amen. Your feet shrouded with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Glory to God. Amen. And your sword of the Spirit, praise God. The full armor of God, praying always in the Spirit. Amen. Praying always in the Spirit that we may have boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Put on Jesus Christ, in other words. That's how you pull down strongholds. Amen. You know, the stronghold will try to get you, but you got some things you got to do. Only you can do them. Amen. I've got to do my part for my life. You've got to do your part for your life so that we can be strong enough to help others out. Amen. But if we're not living above strongholds ourselves, how can we expect to help anybody else out? Amen. I've given you some formulas this morning of how to have success in your life. You can do it. In a few minutes, we're going to have communion. Praise God. I'd like for you to confess those strongholds to God this morning, right where you sit, if you'd bow right now. The scriptures say to examine yourself. And that's what we're going to do right now. And as we examine ourselves, we're going to confess those strongholds. But I want you to remember what I said this morning, that it takes much more than just confessing those strongholds. The strongholds are forgiven, yes, by God. But it takes us doing something. It takes us identifying ourselves as a Christian. It takes us Renouncing the stronghold, submitting to God, resisting the devil, believing in God, and walking with our armor on. We can't lay our armor down. We've got to walk with it on. But this morning I'm just concerned with just confessing those. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, we confess these strongholds to you. Lord, we name them one by one. Thank you, Father. Before we take communion here, Father, we just lay these strongholds out to you for you to forgive. And I want you all to say this aloud. Say, I commit my life to living above strongholds. I recognize them. And I have been told this morning from the Word of God how to rid myself and to live above these strongholds. And I commit myself to doing the things which I have heard. I will walk in the Word. 
I will walk with my armor on, renouncing the strongholds, submitting myself to God, and resisting the devil. And I believe that I have power over these strongholds if I will just do my part. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.